Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Right, let's get stuck into uh, a decent old uh, debate here. We'll uh, wait for Robert Van Royen to join us. I understand he's uh, at some sort of Crusaders training. I would have thought uh, if it's a training, it would be more like a, a captain's run the day before. So uh, we'll wait for Robert to join us. But in the meantime, we have got uh, Nigel Yeldon, of course, who was uh, sorely re- um, a, a non-Crusaders fan. I, I, re- I would imagine he respects the Crusaders. Um, but I think his foot's in another camp here, and I suspect... That might be the case in these comments. Nigel Yeldon, uh, good morning to you. Is this the time for the Chiefs? Well, look, all the signs point to it, doesn't it, Smithy? I mean, you look at the season, just the one loss, um, one that stung and one that they're able to sort of avenge in the quarterfinals. They're fit. They've, they've got a really full squad to be able to choose from when you can bring in a Peter Garcia cooler at the expense of a guy who got named in the All Blacks last week. Um, that tells you they're in a really good spot. So when you're at pretty much full strength, one loss, playing at home, feeling not overly confident, but very confident in what they are able to bring to the park against a opposition, which, as you point out, they clearly respect that they see at the benchmark as the benchmark. But the comments that we heard last week after the semi-final win again during the week is the Chiefs want what the Crusaders have. And so I think that there, coupled with um, you know, the return of, of Sam Whitelock for the Crusaders, you know, the Chiefs said yesterday they, they want that Crusaders side to be at their, their absolute best or the best that they have available. And you know, I think we're going to see that tomorrow night. OK, so where for you um, on the park... Um, is the difference this time around for the Chiefs? Do you, where, are, where are the match winners who you know will handle this occasion? Well, look, you look straight at Retallick, Kane, Weber. That, that, that's, for me, that's their really big three. But, you know, even a guy like an Aidan Ross, he's had a lot of experience now. So uh, he's a leader at NPC level. So someone like that, you, you want to see... You know, that, that second wave underneath as well, making sure that they're, they're delivering to the best of their particular ability. I, I Even with the return of Whitelock, I give the barest of edges to the Chiefs' pack, and I say barest, I mean ever so slightly. I think when you look at the, the back line, I think that's where the Crusaders have the advantage. And the other thing you've got to look at as well, Smithy, is the fact that Who's got the experience of winning these kind of games? What's well, the blokes that wear red and black? And I look at a guy like a Richard Moanga, who has got experience with driving teams to championships. Uh, I look at a guy like a, a Mitch Drummond. He was a great one-two punch with Bryn Hall. Now he's a one-two punch with a Willie Hines. But you suspect that Mitch is going to play the majority of it. You look at that, that important 9-10 and while Brad Weber and Damian McKenzie are playing as good as I've seen them play, you lean back to 
who's been there, who's done that, who's handled the big moments before, and you kind of just keep caught, keep working your way back towards the team wearing red and black. You do. I think there's no doubt about that, Nigel, and it would be a, a very common trend for people to think that way, and you wouldn't blame them for for a second. I don't for one second either believe that it's going to be a blowout like it was against the Blues. I, I, I have no, absolutely no doubt that it's going to go a lot closer, a lot further and deeper into the game. It might even go past the, the 80 minutes. So I think the draw is a reasonable yeah. option if you want to put a dollar on something. Uh, but then I look at the benches. Uh, some people sort of go past the benches because they think the game's won and lost by then. I don't think it will be. So when I look at the benches, I, I look at Naitoa Akoi, I look at Sam Apeni Fino, who's just been named in the All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, and then I look at, at uh, Quinton Strange, who stood tall, and Dom Gardner, those type players. Where, what about bench impact? Yeah, well, I, I think you've seen both teams have really good bench impact. I think that's probably been... One of the strengths of the Chiefs, something that's been overlooked a little bit. And, and you mentioned um, some of those names. I'd throw Josh Iwani in there because Iwani coming on with around 20 minutes to play, what you've seen in, in recent times is Josh will push in at first five. You'll see Damian McKenzie drop to fullback and a Sean Stevenson push out to the wing. Norm, in recent times, it's been out to the left wing and a sub for Etienne Satoro. But he, I think, has controlled things well. I think his kicking game has been really good late in play. He's been great directionally. So you get the impact from him. We mentioned, you know, Willie Hines, a guy that's played international rugby for England. You get all of that experience coming back into it as well. But there's a young fella coming on to that Crusaders bench who I think is it's fascinating that to get him back to this game. That's young George Bell, um, who really impressed the heck out of a lot of people in the last 12 to 18 months before uh, a serious injury. To get him back too, I think that's quite significant. So, you know, again, it's all about, you know, we hear the cliche. Why is it a cliche that it takes all 23? Because for the game, as you allude to, I love the fact that you're already talking overtime because I could definitely see that as well, Smithy. I'm right on board with you there. Okay, let's uh, look at the battle over the ball at breakdown time. We have uh, the um, recently confirmed All Black captain uh, and Sam Kane in seven. Uh, it's a, a fellow Tom Christie who surely is an All Black in waiting. Um, I, I just uh, wonder about who's going to win that clash over a period of time. Yeah, well, I think that's really going to come actually down to the five blokes in front. It's your cleaners of your ball carriers. Those are the guys that are going to have to get a cane out of the way. Remember, Luke Jacobson's not chopped liver over a ball as well. Tokiaho can get himself in position to get a jackal. Likewise, when you look at the Crusaders, yep, you look at Christie, who, who I thought was just magnificent last week in that victory over the Blues. But look, Sione uh, Havili Talitui is good over the ball. Cody Taylor's good over the ball. Scott Barrett's good over the ball. Brody Retallick is another guy who's exceptional over the ball too. So for me, it's actually that first wave of cleaners, and that's normally numbers one through five, getting rid of those bodies. They've got to get quick to the ball to eliminate any opportunity for your Christie's, your Jacobson's, and um, your Canes to get over, get the turnover, and send some counterattack going. Give us a score. Give us a score, Nigel Yeldon. Don't do scores. No point. Um, I'm like you, though. I think this is going to be uber, uber tight. I wouldn't even be surprised if we're talking a try aside at some point. I wouldn't be stunned if the scoreline was going to be divisible by three. Where the forecast is looking okay-ish, there's 
set to be a little bit of rain between now and kickoff. But the, just looking at the long-range forecast, we might get a wee bit of a pocket where we might not have precipitation falling. Look, Smithy, I'm absolutely torn here, OK? I want to see, having got to know them, and you'll appreciate this because I'm sure you know this bloke better than I do, I want to see Brad Weber sent out as a champ because he is a top-draw human being. Nothing would give me greater joy based on the relationship that I've been able to build covering this particular team to see Brad Weber go out as a champion, see Brody Retallick go out as a champion, that, that would fill my heart with massive joy. But I keep coming back to the fact, Smithy, that until I see someone beat the Crusaders in June in a Super Rugby playoff game, I can't back against them. I really genuinely can't. And that absolutely kills me to, to say, but the body of work is there and I just need to see someone do it because there's been lots of uh, chat by other teams ahead of, of games with the Crusaders and they've all suffered the same fate. So until I see it, I've got to back the Crusaders to win it. The Chiefs should and deserve to start as favourites and I'd love to see them win it, particularly for a couple of really decent human beings that are part of that group. Okay, now, uh, uh, just hold it there, Nigel, if I can, for a second. You might want to listen in. Um, I believe Robert Van Royen is uh, available to us uh, on the line. So, Robert, good morning to you. Uh, have you been at some form of training or captain's run? Good morning, Smitty. Yeah, just been standing out in the Christchurch drizzle. So, look, the, if it's raining in Ham- Hamilton too, what kickoff it sounds like. Uh, yeah, just um, they're about to start their captain's run here in Christchurch. So, we've just had a few interviews here. Scott Hanson, Braden Neen, or Tom Christie up this morning. So, uh, you're good to go. So what was uh, what was Tom Christie saying about things? Well, Tom Christie, well, I mean, essentially there was a lot of chat about the departing players uh, and coaches has been that, but also in terms of the Chiefs, a lot of the chat's just around the fact just how stout they are defensively, how they they, they know it's going to be an absolute slugfest to grind. Um, patience is something the Crusaders, have, you know, they believe. It's not often you get three cracks at a team in a season, um, they've got two games to, to look at of um, two losses against the Chiefs this, this year to look at and um, what they're saying is they've learned a lot and what's re- what really stands out when they look at the Chiefs is the, the way they, uh, especially inside their 22 defensively, incredibly difficult to break down and uh, it's, it's putting a plan together, finishing chances, that's something they didn't do in, in uh, Hamilton in April. Uh, when they copped up that lead in the last eight minutes. Uh, and that was a game that they believe they probably should have won. They had all the opportunities to, to do it, but the Chiefs, a combination of their defence and just a lack of polish cost them. It didn't help having uh, Willie Hines rolled out in the warm-ups. They didn't have their finishing halfback. Um, that said, probably an, an arguably stronger Crusaders lineup went up to, to Hamilton for that match. So, um, yeah, and there's still plenty to talk about we go to Scott Hanson, you know, will Sam Whitelock actually play? Yes, he's being named, but there's still that. You know, they are going to take the decision right to the warm-ups. Um, Sam Whitelock will travel up. Uh, everything's looking good. He's training well, but there's still that final. He's, they won't give him the green light until he says so uh, in the warm-up. Interesting, right? Okay, so we uh, we'll really be uh, kept on tender hooks, waiting for to see if he actually runs out uh, with the rest of the side. That will be very, very interesting. Uh, okay, well, let's look at. Uh, I've just been Nigel Yeldon and I have just been having a chat. We both uh, concur on the fact that we think this could go real close, uh, maybe even into extra time, which means there's a lot of emphasis, perhaps, on the benches in this match. We don't think it's going to be a blowout in any regard. How do you regard uh, the Crusaders' bench, the depth there? 
Well, that, that's that's the big difference from this Crusaders team to to past Crusaders teams. I mean, but probably the team that have, if they hadn't had this, this double digit injury toll. And like I, I, I said last week, was going. I didn't think there'd be much in it and how wrong could you be? But up this week, there's definitely not going to be be much in the game, I believe. And um, the, the Crusaders, yeah, they just don't. The, the difference this this stage of the season with the, the blows in the past, they could replace the a Joe Moody with a George Bauer, uh, an Ollie Jaeger with a Fletcher Newell, but now you're replacing an Ollie Jaeger with uh, much uh, more inexperienced guys. You got Ruben O'Neill, the kind of players, and it's just a big drop if they're not replacing All Blacks with All Blacks. So the depth isn't there. So I, look, I'd expect the starters to to go to go for possibly longer uh, in the final than they've gone in the past. Like this is this is it. This is the last game. Um, Look, there's a Shea Fee hockey team. Fergus Burke's been outstanding with you, so they do still have some, some quality on that bench. I think Willie Hines, he, he's probably, in my opinion, the most important player on that bench uh, for the Crusaders. Just, you know, with that experience with England as, as a test match player, he's the expert closer. And that's, they, they desperately missed him in that defeat up in Hamilton in April with Drummond having to play the full 80. They really did miss him, and I think that he's probably the most important guy on their bench this week. What about the, the farewell factor here? The farewell factor for the likes of Moanga, the likes of Sam Whitelock, and of course um, for the farewell factor of uh, Scott Hanson, of uh, Scott Robertson. Uh, you think emotion comes into this for the Crusaders, or do they put that aside? Uh, I mean, they, 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 they've definitely talked about it a little bit more this week. I think last week there's a bit of a, a quite a notable difference this week being around the team, around trainings, and just their media opportunities. Last week they were really on edge. I think there was a, a lot of um, you were very tense ahead of that semi-final against the Blues, and uh, you know no one expected that, that them to blow them out in that manner. And this week it's been a lot, a lot more. Uh, they've been a lot more relaxed ahead of this week. Um, Scott Barrett, even who you know, normally doesn't say hello, he was a lot more relaxed yesterday. It was notable. They're still not. Uh, they're talking about the, the a little bit more players departing, but in coaches, uh, Leicester Flying Anuku is another one. Um, but but essentially, still, it's all about you know that, that'll be that'll be for afterwards. You know, they they are laser focused uh, on the on the on the match for sure. Not worried uh, down there about Ben O'Keefe as uh, match controller. Uh, no, I mean they you know, last Ben O'Keefe refereed the final last year. Um, yeah, to be fair, going if you go back six, five, six years ago. Uh, I remember writing a few times there were some issues with uh, there was a, a perception that Ben O'Keefe uh, <laughs> had it in for the Crusaders I, I believe after one game against the Hurricanes he penalised the, the Crusaders scrum three times I think it was in 18 potentially um, and he, he apologised after the match they were they turned out those three, three scrum penalties were wrong and there were a few other issues around Ben O'Keefe but that's long in the in the past, I think you know, Ben O'Keefe really has come out as the as the best uh, referee and New Zealand referee without a doubt. And no, certainly no uh, no hints of that this week. Just uh, finally, then, uh, thanks for that, Robert. Uh, Nigel, you here? Uh, there's a uh, I don't know if it's a doubt, but there is a question mark as such over Sam Whitelock. How big a how big a moment would that be for the Chiefs if they did not see Sam Whitelock run out and it was Quinton Strange instead? Well, look, I mean, this is a team which is, uh, you heard Robert rightfully say that the Crusaders are, are, are laser-focused and quite relaxed. And I think it's quite interesting because I've seen a, a little bit more of a relaxed nature as well, even directly after the semi-final. 
particularly for those players, you've now got finality. You know when your season's going to end. Obviously, you play a quarterfinal, semi-final, you've got to earn the right to get to the last game. So I think that finality helps players relax, but it also helps them focus. From a Chiefs' point of view, if Sam Whitelock doesn't play, as I say, they've got massive respect for the entire Crusaders organisation. So they know that Quentin Strange is a very good player as well, whilst I'm sure there would be some kind of a... I would almost say if Stan Whitelock doesn't play, there would be a little bit of a disappointment from the Chiefs. Because when they say they really want to beat things at their best, you genuinely feel it. In the same way that I'm sure Robert would see it covering the Crusaders, when they say they want teams at their best so they can beat them at their best because that means more to them. Uh, I genuinely buy that sort of stuff. So if Sam Whitelock were to play... Uh, it would be a loss for the final for a starter, but I also think it would be a little disappointing for both sides. Um, and it'll be fascinating. And look, I'm I'm planning on getting there nice and early on Saturday night because I do want to watch that because we, you know, we know how niggly Achilles injuries can be. We also know as well that when they get called, they can have an issue, that you can get issues with them as well. So look, if they could get 40 minutes out of a Sam Whitelock, I think that would be significant. Um, but look, it's going to be fascinating to watch that play. But I think both sides would be disappointed that the bloke's not there if it were to come to pass, which hopefully it doesn't. Cool. Nigel Yeldon and Robert Van Royen with their views um, on the Chiefs and the Crusaders. It is a, a 7.05 kickoff tomorrow night um, in Hamilton. We know that uh, it, it might be a bit wet, but uh, what happens there is uh, KJ uh, has produced uh, and always does produce one hell of a good playing surface, which does drain exceptionally well. So hopefully conditions will be in the favour of uh, a final befitting the occasion. Uh, Robert, thank you very much. Nigel, thanks uh, very much as well. Uh, have a terrific weekend, you guys. And uh, it's 10.20 here on SENZ. The texts continue to flow in.